0: So, uh, you, you plan on recording an album or an EP? Uh, I will say from experience, one of the, the coolest things about doing it on your own is complete creative control. I will say one of the biggest disadvantages of doing that is uh, it's hard to uh, gain an objective ear when you're listening to your stuff and that's why i want to tell you about obsidian sound it is a mixing and mastering studio in northern california run by nathan moody uh, a musician who some of you may recognize from his etude series of albums and his latest electroacoustic album the right side of mystery which i own on a double cassette the packaging is super cool and it's an excellent album Obsidian sound specializes in that critical final polish to reach and connect with audiences more effectively. Nathan specializes in independent electronic music uh, with a special focus on ambient and modular. So listeners, this is kind of uh, it's kind of our sweet spot. Um, he works with artists and uh, labels alike. Most of us electronic musicians act as solo artists, as I said before, but before releasing a new album or collection of work, there's a huge benefit to having an objective set of professional ears in a different acoustically treated room on full-range monitors. Um, When they hear your work and then add some final quality assurance and objective polish, whoo it it makes such a difference and that's where obsidian sound comes in with 20 years of experience in the audio industry nathan offers mix review mixing and most importantly mastering services with a special focus on preserving and delivering the artist's creative intent he's provided mastering service for well-known modular artists like r benny mylar melodies and more uh, including donald Crunk and dark sparkler friends of the show Anyone listening to this podcast can get a 10% discount off of mixing and mastering services by mentioning that you heard about Obsidian Sound on Popular Modcast. From experimental to noise to ambient to techno, Obsidian Sound can help you sound like a better version of you. I mean, R. Benny did it. This track that you hear under me talking is from his new release called Isla, and it was it was mastered by by Nathan. And if I mean if Arbeni uses him, I think you can uh, you can know that your 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 sound is in good hands. So if you want your projects mixes reviewed, improved, or mastered, please visit obsidiansound.com. And don't forget to mention that I sent you over there because it'll get you a 10% discount. This week's episode is also brought to you by Patchworks, our lovely synth shop here in Seattle. Please go check out patchworks.com if you don't live in Seattle and you want to buy some good stuff. They've got all the best module makers and synth companies. Uh, It's not just modular. Um, They also have a great used and consignment section. And uh, yeah. I would just love it if you uh, threw some business their way because they're just they're just some of the greatest people and it's one of my favorite spots in the world. So patchworks.com P A T C H W E R K S dot com.
1: I'm listening to Podular Modcast. You're listening to Podular Modcast. What say it with conviction. You're listening to Podular Modcast. What? Go for it. Are you shy? Cause they're gonna <laughs> put it on the radio. Ready? You're listening to Podular Modcast.
0: No. Pod Mod Pods, welcome back to another episode of Podular Modcast. I am so, so excited to have Lisa Belladonna back on the show. Uh, it hasn't been quite a year Um, but we found some time and had another awesome conversation. And uh, so, yeah, I'm going to bring it to you now. Um, We talk a lot about her new album, which is called Circulus. But since we recorded our chat, She's released two more things uh, solo wise, and then also has released something with Boris. I'm sure you've heard of Boris, uh, the Japanese doom metal band. And she's currently flying to Japan as I'm recording this intro to play some shows over there. Um, if you're not familiar with Lisa Belladonna, she is an amazing musician um, from jazz to ambient to cinematic electronic. She's a, a sh- she shreds on guitar, and when I say shreds, like for real. Um, she, she works with Moog. Earthquaker devices, recovery effects. I mean, she's, she just does so much cool stuff. Um, her first appearance on the show marked the, uh, the first time we really addressed like real shit, the depression and whatnot. And a lot of people have personally come up to me and, uh, you know, and through email reached out and, and said how much it resonated with them and helped them out. So I thought it would be really cool to get Lisa back on the show. Um, and we 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 cover some of that ground and she 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 kind of inspired me to do this idea. Now this is you're going to cringe because I cringe at it, but just just hold on with me here. Um something Lisa talks about a lot is gratitude and how much, you know, she is she's improved her life by, you know, just just taking a moment to be grateful for everything that she has. And when you're in a when you're in a funk, it's really hard to do that because, you know, the depression is very convincing and it wants you to stay depressed. It's this weird, dirty monster. It's gross. Um, but when she says that I, every time she's talked about that, I've always had a hard time you know, accessing that side of my mind. And there's a part of me that kind of pushes it off as being wooey or wherever, or kind of cheesy. Cause you know, there's all sorts of stuff out there right now that definitely is, is kind of uh, new agey and weird, but I think I started thinking about it in terms of the, of neuroplasticity. Now neuroplasticity is kind of the name for our brain's ability to change patterns by doing something over and over. So you form a habit by doing something over and over that rewires your brain. So we, uh, I I think I mentioned in this episode as we're talking, like maybe I should just start like some sort of like, like some sort of practice of gratitude. So again, so cheesy and i know they're gonna be cringy but just stay with me on this um i took this little "Write in the rain journal waterproof paper and i got a pencil and i keep it in my back pocket at work and i have an alarm set for every hour at work and when that goes off no matter how i'm feeling no matter how down in the dumps i have to write down three things that I'm grateful for, whether it is iced coffee or the fact that I didn't get hit by a truck on the way to work today or whatever it is. And I, the only rule I set, you know, set for myself is I just have to do it no matter how I'm feeling. I didn't know how long I'd make it, but I just, you know, I've, I've finished two weeks of work now doing it. And I'll tell you what, it has helped in the sense that when I'm not doing it over the weekend or something, I, I notice my thought Pattern has kind of changed because when you're trying to write down three things you all of a sudden you're kind of stuck Like, what else am I gonna write about um, but again just anything it could I'm, I'm grateful that um, I don't have a cold right now or something <laughs> like but it's, it's just kind of forces your brain to to try to focus on positivity which is something I've had such a hard time with um, so as cringeworthy as that may sound, if you're feeling down in the dumps, I challenge you to try it for a week. Um, it's not going to make your life better. You're not going to all of a sudden, you know, be able to meditate and float and and access all your chakras or whatever the hell, whatever that means. I don't know what that means, but, um, if you can try to rework your brain, I mean, it, it, it is, it is plastic in the sense that you can rewire it. So that's enough of hippie shit for now, although we will be getting into more hippie shit as we get into the episode with Lisa. Also I want to take some time to talk about the Patreon. That's something that I've I have felt kind of insecure about talking because it feels like digital panhandling. But after talking with my wife and really going over how much time it takes to go into you know to make these podcasts for a month, I'm looking at about 50 hours a month Um, and that's just stuff that I squeeze in on top of my 40 hour work work week now this isn't a complaint I love doing it because if I didn't love doing it I wouldn't do it however I've been kind of timid in saying this but I I want this to be my job I've I've got so much more stuff I want to do I want to do I want to be more interactive with you guys for one I want to do more patching Um, and sharing stuff, more patching ideas. Um, I want to, you know, I want to do more video stuff. I really would like to try to do some live shows in some sort of tour capacity, but currently the way my job is set up and, you know, the free time that I have, I have just enough time to get these episodes done. Um, so that's where the Patreon comes in. Um, I'm hoping... Like, if, like, I know this isn't going to happen, but if every single one of my listeners donated $1 a month to my Patreon, I could quit my job. Let that sink in for a second. I could become a professional pod modder, and I've got some big ideas that I want to do. And I want to make the show better, and I just want it to be more interactive. And uh, yeah, so, so chew on that for a second. $1 a month. For four hours of free content, and hopefully more hours of free content if I uh, you know, get freed up. So I'm going to try and start talking about the Patreon a little bit more. It's patreon.com forward slash Podular Modcast. Anything helps. For everybody who is a current Patreon supporter, thank you so much. I, it means so much and it's fun interacting with you all on there you know I, I I do interact with everybody over there and and bounce questions off them sometimes so there's all sorts of different donor tiers and whatnot I'm gonna stop rambling now, but I just felt like I had to uh, I had to just let that out because i I've, I don't know why I felt so weird about talking about it, but you know what I like podcasts because people are real and they don't hold back and i'm this is this is just it I want to do this. I want to do this more professionally. I want to get better mics. There's just so much stuff. Um, So yeah, if you want to help out, patreon.com forward slash Podular Modcast. All right. Thank you for dealing with that. And uh, sorry for my quick, frantic talking. I'm just trying to fit a lot of information into uh, a reasonably timed intro. Um, That song that you heard playing under my big ramp there was actually from Lisa Belladonna's new album called uh, Circulus. So please go to lisabelladonnabandcamp.com to check that out. Also, really quick before we uh, we get into this episode, I wanted to t- tell you guys about a, a GoFundMe page for Marco Collins. If you don't know who Marco Collins is, well, you should learn. Um, there's a documentary called The Glamour and the Squalor. Uh, you should definitely check that out. But Marco is a... Uh, is is a legendary uh, radio DJ from Seattle who uh, famously broke many of the grunge bands on in into the public scene. So uh, he's kind of at the epicenter of, you know, some of the biggest bands in rock and roll history. Um, he currently is fighting cancer and has a GoFundMe page. Um, so if you could go to, uh, you know, help, help, marco fight cancer he's already reached his his goal but we know that this stuff's very expensive and uh, it's not just the medical bills it's the it's the paying for living while you're uh, in treatment and all that so if you want to pay forward you know to a legend please check out the link in the show description um or just go to gofundme and look for marco collins um thank you marco for everything that you've done for uh for music in general All right, let's check out a quick demo before we get into this conversation with Lisa Belladonna. All right, let's get to know this chronoblob, two from All Right Devices a little bit better. You've heard me mess around with it for the last few weeks, but I haven't really told you too much about how I'm using it. Just kind of, um, I'm getting to know it, and uh, yeah, I wanted you guys to get to know it a little bit, too, before we dove in. Today, I'm going to show you one of the four delay modes. Uh, this one's just going to be the stereo delay mode, but there's also a ping pong, a single delay, which is what the original Blob was, and then a cascade delay. And we will get into what all that means uh, in the not so distant future. But for this demo, let's check out the stereo. So I've got the 2HP pluck being uh, plucked, by the Turing machine, but I'm also plucking the voltage block from Moleco with a Turing machine. So I move the sequence every time it's plucked Um, and I'm controlling the sync input for uh, the Turing machine and the ChronoBlob 2 with the make noise tempi. So let's just see what this pluck sounds like um, without any delay on it. plucky and beautiful now let's see what this sounds like with some delay now I've got the delay clock Um, it's a little faster than that which is controlling the the pluck of the 2hp pluck so let's check this out got feedback at about 50% and I've got the mix at about 50% Um, So what's cool about this is the time knob, it's multiply or divide. Right now I've just got it straight up at one. So let's divide this down into some fractions. It goes from one to six. And so we're going to be moving left and dividing this down. And you'll hear the difference as I do so. Turn up this feedback a little bit so those hang out a little longer. That's all the way up, or actually all the way down, technically. And slowly bring that back up to one, and now let's uh, let's multiply this. Slowly turning all the way up. I'm at four out of six. And that's six. Let's bring it down to around a three and a half. Now what's really cool, it's got this loop button. So now I'm gonna hit this loop button and the input is now shut off from the delay. Um, you can still hear it if, if, if the, uh, the wet dries at 50%, so the, the, the dry signal is still coming in. But if I turn that all the way up, now we're just getting that loop. And then that's where you can have real fun with this delay, or with the time divide knob. Drive back down to 50% and we'll kill that loop button. Nice transition there. Sounds pretty good. Now, similar to the loop, you can do, uh, you can do the feedback up to 100%. What's really cool. It doesn't, it, it goes past 100%. So if you want to get that crazy mounting, uh, volume thing that is classic of delays that can get pretty wily uh, you can do that if you go past 100 but if you keep it at 100 it will it will loop your stuff and keep it at 100 feedback but it will keep that input live so you'll keep adding to it so let's bring that up to the feedback up to 100 percent. Time, of course, I'll bring that, f- Let's bring the feedback knob back down. Let's find a nice little. Let's increase the uh, the time of the pluck here. And now we'll lock something in with this feedback loop. Now we can get really, really crazy here in a second. I'm going to unplug the sync and I'm going to use Math Channel 1 and Channel 2 to control the left and right side of the volume with some CV inputs. Now what's really cool is these CV inputs have attenuator attenuverters, so you can turn one to the right for multiply and one to the left for divide. So let's see what happens when we do this when there's a loop on. Excuse me, not a loop, it's just that 100% feedback right now. Now this is in what is called the Smooth Delay Mode. There's a switch that'll bring it to Tape Delay Mode, which adds uh, some pitch shifting effects. So let's switch that really quick, it's going to get real, real weird. I'm gonna turn, if want the, the feedback knob down a little bit here. <laughs> Let's see what that uh those math signals sound like when i go back into smooth so it'll take the the pitch bending out of it but because it's a a digital delay that it wants to automatically lock right back into whatever lock into whatever signal you're sending it to so it adds for some really weird glitchy type effect to it And then I'll just add the, the pulse back into the sync. Take those math signals out and we'll kind of right back to a regular old uh, classic delay sound. Go to AllRightDevices.com to learn more about the Chronoblob 2, and stay tuned to more episodes of Podular Modcast to uh, hear more demos with it. All right, thanks for listening to that. Now let's get into our chat with Lisa Belladonna.
1: Fuck yeah. How are you doing? Hi, Tim. I'm great. How are you, sweetheart? Oh, so good. I have
0: been... I never worked Saturdays, and I worked today, but... Uh, knowing that we were going to chat afterwards really really helped me get through it, and uh, and I was listening to your uh, your new record the whole day while I was while I was uh, terminating big air conditioning units in the ceiling of a new Google building. So oh my god, thank you for that.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, thank you for uh, listening to it, making it a part of your day.
0: Yeah, and I was just so so excited to have you back. Um, I I've talked about this before with with uh, on the show that I. It seems like a, a lot of the people I talk to, we end up kind of staying in touch and being chummy over the internet after uh, after we have our conversation. And you more so than than a lot. Like you've you've become. I don't know. I I don't. I hope I hope I hope this doesn't like make you feel uncomfortable or anything. But I, I feel like you're a mentor now or something. I feel like you're my friend and mentor since we've had our chat. It's been really cool.
1: Well, that's very flattering, and I don't. It's not pressure. I mean. We're all we're all here to help each other and to uh, give each other different perspectives, you know. So yeah, but thank you. And I'm glad you feel that way. Yeah, and um, I've gotten you
0: know uh, the so much positive feedback from your episode uh, that we did almost a year ago, and we were gonna do our this one a uh, you know, as a, a year later thing, but you have a new record out, so we just figured we we jump the gun a little bit. Um, and I got to say that new record is fantastic. Thank you. Um, But what I I think the thing that I really want to talk to you about, uh, is bonfires. Now I haven't really talked about this on the show too much, but chopping wood and maintaining a bonfire is probably my second favorite thing to do besides making music. Me too. Yeah. Isn't it the best?
1: I love it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I absolutely love it. I love living out here. Moving out here was, uh, I mean, gee whiz, life has been so much different since our last, you know, meeting our last interview. Um, you know, living out here has just brought me so much more focus and and just balance in my life and everything. And, you know, I've, you know, I've always been a country girl. So you know, I'm not afraid to get my hands dirty, and I love all of the outdoor stuff. You know, and living out here, I get an opportunity to do that. So,
0: yeah. So do you, can, can you go into like your move from from the city to the country, and and uh, you know, just what was what was kind of the motivation for that? And your, and I really want to talk about your studio you have out there. It looks amazing.
1: Oh, thank you absolutely i'd be happy to do that um when i was living um the last place i was like downtown um you know right in the heart of columbus which is you know like the short north area um a little further east hold on a second my cat is bawling hold on come on shithead no you're not hanging out in here so you can meow some more get out get out of here (laughs) well there used to be peace and quiet out here okay let me start that let me start that over okay I'm sorry okay so yeah when I was living in Columbus I was living right in the downtown short north area I mean it's kind of a prime spot you know and I lived in this really cool old basically a big school building and it had been converted into a um basically an artist's community. And, uh, I mean, it sounds great on paper.
0: The pictures looked cool. You always had really awesome pictures of your setup in there.
1: Thank you. Yeah, and, and I've, you know, really had high hopes of of what I wanted to do in that place, you know. and, uh, uh, But without going into too much negativity, um, it turned out to be a total nightmare. And uh, oh. pretty much from the moment I moved in there. And oh, wow. I kept trying to make it my home and kept trying to uh, do things to create a different balance. But, you know, I just couldn't beat the odds. And um, it, then it got to the point where, A, um, you know, I've lost some gear because of uh, the ceilings falling in and, like, major, massive amounts of plaster and water, you know, coming in all the time. And uh, And then the guy that owned it was... You know, pretty much a sociopath, misogynistic, just a total piece of work. Sounds
0: like a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, so it became a really horrible, toxic environment for me, you know, and I just, Mm -hmm. you know, I was just starting to get, like, starting to get things to roll there, and then all this stuff happened kind of at once. And I said, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to start looking for a place to live, and I'm going to find a place within the month. And I literally just spent hours on Zillow and driving and I wanted to I decided that I wanted to live out, you know, again. I had been wanting to do it for years and years. You know, I lived in the suburbs, you know, with my previous marriage and stuff for like twenty years and you know, I just had enough of that and pretty much living downtown for two years there, I was like, you yeah, know, this is enough of this for me too. Mm-hmm. So you know, I had to be very careful, you know, about moving out into a very rural area. But you know, yeah. I uh did lots and lots of homework for every place that I looked. And and long story short, um I found this place on Zillow and I met with the homeowner and you know, he a property manager basically, and he was awesome. He's a you know, very just you know it's a great guy you know and I didn't feel any sort of threat or any sort of problem moving out here and uh, and I live in such an area where you know there's really no neighbors
0: you know that's what it looks like from your pictures you post it looks like it looks like a slice of heaven out there
1: <laughs> it really is i mean i'm very grateful and i've wished for this for you know, 30 years at this point, you know, I haven't lived, maybe not that long, almost that long. Yeah, Yeah, it's been, Uh yeah, I used to live in West Virginia, I mean, that's where I'm kind of from, that's where I grew up, and um, Uh essentially, and, um, you know, I lived in a very awesome, couple awesome places out there, Um, you know, when I was developing, you know, analog synthesis and recording. Um, But yeah, I moved out here, and it's just been amazing, and I like—I live on a private road. You know, if you want to come and mess with me, you're gonna—it's gonna take you some effort. <laughs> so, good. And uh, yeah, I'm surrounded by these beautiful valleys of trees. There is a train track that goes through my backyard and back area, and um, it's really beautiful to hear that every day. And yeah, other than that you know there's a pond and a couple of different ponds near me and then a river that goes underneath of the train track um, there's a couple of old barns out here that are kind of cool and um, but yeah it's not a through road it's like I said it's a private road and you know when you get up to my place you've reached you've reached my little cottage out in the woods and That's so so cool and the studio actually the room itself is like a tongue-and-groove maple type of, you know, add-on. This is a very old country house that has been redone in the last, Uh you know, 10 years. And this room where my studio is is, you know, very modern. So, it's awesome. It's like the best of both worlds, you know. So, I get to have (laughs) my windows still, you know, because I'm really much – I really love natural light, and I like to work, you know, I like to work in the day and, and, and through the night sometimes. Um but I always have a beautiful view and it always kind of, you know, really inspires me to have these long days that I put in to do this life, you know? So, yeah.
0: Well, that's, that's so cool. I'm so happy for you that it, that all worked out. And, and the last time we talked, you mentioned that, uh, you, we were talking about kind of the concept of of full albums and how that was something that was, you know, really important to you and and that you wanted to make more albums and but a lot of your creative time was spent doing live stuff. I know it still is, but it seems like you what you've got three three new releases and a live release since we last chatted. Yes, sir.
1: Yeah. 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 yeah, It seems like it worked. It did, and I just (laughs) I decided to switch some things around. You know, I just I decided to stop doing a lot of the live gigs that weren't really serving me. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. I it's you know it's becoming a lot more difficult to to do the live gigs unless they're really worth worth my while. I mean, not just you know financially, it doesn't. It, I just can't do them like I used to, unless there's something I really want. I really want to do, or I have a situation where, you know, there's the budget to bring somebody that is going to bring it. You know, I'm going to bring an awesome experience, but you know, it's not a casual affair, you know, anymore. Right. And right. you know, I got a kid to raise. You know, I got, I got a lot going on. So it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's like I said, it all worked out for the best, and it allows me to come out here and be a recording artist. Which is what I really consider myself more than anything, you know, I love to perform live, and I think it's extremely vital to developing your muse and your techniques and the things that you use to express yourself. You Mm -hmm. gotta get that in front of people and see what works and what doesn't, and, you know, it puts you on the spot, you know, when you're not in your comfort zone. But, you know, where I'm at in life, I'm good to have a little bit of comfort zone for a change, because I haven't had that for many years. Yeah and that's okay and I'm working my ass off while I'm out here. Yeah. So yeah, you are, well, it's you're, perfect.
0: I can't like you're doing you're doing so much stuff like just the trade shows alone. It seems like there's one every month now. Um I think this isn't this weekend Moog Fest as well.
1: Yeah. No, I didn't make it to um, Moog Fest, but I mean and, yeah. and I've also been doing a lot of consulting work, which is something else that I'm more into now than just going and playing shows. Um, Can
0: you go into detail about what that what that is or?
1: Sure. I mean, well, you know, um, I'm doing some programming for Novation, for the Novation Peak. And, you know, I've been working with Moog and just did a video for their Matriarch Synthesizer, and that was really great. And there's definitely more things on the on the books with them, um, sound design and things like that. Uh, you know, I mean, there's a company in Detroit that I've been working with that's going to make some really cool synthesizers and, um, you know, things like that. Uh, just, you know, so, you know, uh, I'm fumbled on myself for some reason, (laughs) but yeah, um, so just basically trying to get into other aspects other than just playing live. I realize the long and the short of it and a lot more workshops and things like that and, and I really feel that that's kind of like when I'm not being a recording artist or not performing the kind of music that I want to make. That's I feel that's a good it's a good place for me. It's a good day gig, if you will. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm.
0: yeah, I could see you being great with with uh, workshop stuff. Um, so I want I want to talk about your new record, and I also but I also want to talk about your record before that. Um, that you released. Let's see. When was it? It uh, January of this year. Endless roads.
1: Yes, sir. Holy
0: shit. shit! Thank you. I the first time I listened to that, I I just it blew me away. It's it's seriously. It's it's such a good merging of, um, kind of what all like all of us modular people like to listen to, but it has like a cinematic feel. I don't know you. you I think the thing that you have that i certainly don't have um that i think a lot of uh, maybe modular users don't is you also have um world class technical ability at guitar and keys <laughs> and you add that to this like atmospheric thing and i don't know you just it's it's just it feels so big Good. uh, Thank you. Yeah, that that first track, Afternoons, is just so fucking good. Isn't it deep? Um, It's so dark. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And it it takes you on a journey. It's uh,
1: Good. Did you ever read any of the liner notes on there? Because I put liner notes. I haven't got to
0: that. No, I should.
1: Yeah, that's my favorite thing about the Endless Roads album is I really wanted to make... I wanted to try to give an inside about where all those tunes kind of like where they are inspired from you know and kind of going back to the rural thing you know afternoons was like when i was growing up as a preteen you know and visiting different houses and you know i lived in a pretty shitty situation one way or another when i grew up down there Mm -hmm. but you know you go to these people's houses and it smells like smoke and (laughs) <laughs> you know the tube TV is on, and there's just like all you just look around and feel all this sort of dread, you know, yeah. and yeah, you know. And
0: I, I know that I do. I know exactly what you're saying. I grew up in a small town, and there was definitely, you know, I I I ventured onto the other side of the tracks many a time, so I I know what you're talking about.
1: And I really wanted um, to capture that on that uh, on that piece because you know. It's just a hard thing to like put into words or to put into music, you know, it's like, but yeah, I'm so glad you like that one because, you know, I, you know, I figured that like maybe a lot of people wouldn't get some of those pieces, especially that one, you know, to open up the record with it is a good way to lose your crowd. But (laughs) I feel it was a good way to open everything up because I wanted that record to have a sort of very crusty black and white sort of, you know, far away imagery, you know, it
0: sounded like it says parts of this, and I might be being led by the the title the the title of the a couple of the songs that you've the I can never say this uh, Cabinet of Cali, Doctor Caligari. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe that led me, but it does a lot of this album does definitely feel like um like a cinematic score to like movies that came out pre synthesizer, you know, like yeah, um, that's this, it. That
1: you just nailed it, and that's basically what that record's all about, you know. Uh, <laughs>
0: awesome yeah well you nailed it because you totally made me feel that so uh yeah i just i cannot i was listening we were my my wife and i were driving we were driving back from somewhere on a long drive and i put that on and uh she was taking a nap and i woke her up just because i was like i i I, like literally was like holy shit and she was like what what and i was like this album's so fucking good (laughs) oh thanks tim thank you um, and so I, what I, what the reason, one of the reasons I brought this up is like you just said, you, you kind of hinted at it, it's, it's, it's a little different than uh, than what we talked about, uh, the, th- the last time you're on and that was your uh, album Omnipresence, which, um, it's definitely is just as textured, but it feels like maybe there's a little bit more traditional instrumentation and a little more traditional songwriting in it. um, I mean, I, I wouldn't want to call it traditional, but compared to Endless Roads,
1: it yeah, seems that way. Yeah, Endless Roads is, is basically... I mean, it's a three-album equivalent of music. Uh-huh. Yeah, so it's, it's intended really, yeah. to be like... Yeah, it's intended to be like a driving record or a cycling record or something where you really just kind of want to get lost in this sort of mm-hmm. beautiful, but at the same time very visceral you know, imagery, you know, at least to me, you know, it's kind of that sort of, that sort of thing. And yeah, Omnipresence kind of was, you know, I mean, I'm very, very still happy with that record, you know, but, you know, I still don't feel it's as, you know, I I was kind of still like dabbling in a bunch of different stuff, which is fine, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, But at this point now, the rest of my records for, I don't know, until I get tired of doing it, I guess. I kind of just, I'm going to be sticking with, uh, you know, with what I'm doing with synthesizers and keyboards and things like that, you know, and not necessarily mixing in a whole bunch of other stuff. I mean, I do have other records that have are waiting to be mixed that are completely done. I have a killer jazz record, a couple of those, and like an acoustic guitar-based record. Oh, wow. But, I'm um, interested to hear that. So. Yeah, that one's done. I need to... I need to get that one out, but I also kind of don't want to confuse people. I'm trying to, again, pick a lane, as I said in the last interview. Well, yeah, we talked about that, but I was
0: thinking about... I was kind of thinking um, that it's it's kind of cool that that the nature of the music business or industry right now, and especially with something like self-releases on Bandcamp, like, you can... you I mean, I guess you can pick a lane, but I, I don't know, personally, like... I think one of the, the reasons I, I'm so drawn to your work is because it's you have you you have so many different okay. sounds to it or something and okay
1: that's,
0: you know and it's funny I was like listening to I forgot what band a, a couple bands that I'd listened like their new record came out and I was like oh I haven't listened to them since college I'll check this out and it's kind of like they're just kind of doing the same stuff and it's like i I always wonder like do they want to do this or they do they have to do this because they have like it's their job and they have a fan base and like i thought if i had ever succeeded to my wildest dreams in my 20s i would have alienated my audience very quickly because i would have you know because i'm always wanting to try to do something new and exciting so i think that's I don't know I just I, I kind of lost my my thread there. No,
1: but. I I totally feel you. I mean, I have the abilities to do lots of different stuff. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> and it's also very um alluring to to do that. And but I don't uh-huh. know. I'm at a place in my life right now where I'm really kind of like really into this thing that I'm doing which is, you know, synthesis and modular stuff, but in a very sort of performance-like way, a very performance-organic way. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I, I mean, I guess I don't know that. I don't know if that makes any sense, but with other instruments and things like that, um, you know, the acoustic guitar record I think is really awesome on its own. You know, um, mm-hmm. and there's some synthesizers on there too, but it's all the tunes. It's you know, it's all like acoustic-based fingerstyle like guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, And there's there's some of it's on YouTube. You know, if you look up "The World She Wanted," um, that's the title track of that record, and it's a gorgeous tune. You know, and so I think, well, I should probably get some of the stuff out. And, um, but you know, again, I'm I don't want to confuse listeners yet. And I feel well, I, that I'm it's ready important. For it. well, thank you. I'm, I think I think it's important because you know, even with Bandcamp, you know, it, like when I put uh-huh. a record out, it'll send an email to the people who have supported my records. Right. And you know, I think that I see what you mean. I think for right now, it's important for me to just, you know, be kind to my listeners and not throw them too many curveballs, because uh, I could mm-hmm. do it. You know, I could. You know, left if I had all the time in the world, you know, I could definitely. Churn out all sorts of stuff, but right, you know, and I'd like to do a live jazz record at some point, you know. What I mean, because mm-hmm. I've, you know, like I said, the last couple of years, I played so many shows. I'm like, oh my god, these I could have had a lot of great live jazz records under my <laughs> belt, <laughs> and I have a ton of tunes, like, I have a ton of jazz and jazz fusion tunes that no one's ever heard, you know, unless you come yeah. see me live. You know, I've got probably, I don't know, 300 maybe. Wow, jazz tunes. Well, I, mean, I
0: guess, yeah, maybe. I mean, I mean, it would be a a, a starting at ground zero at at, some, or at zero at some point, but maybe you could like get a a second uh, moniker or something for the jazz stuff and set up a different page. I don't know. That might be too confusing, but um, I don't know. That could be yeah. a way of getting around like the yeah. whole confusion thing. That's a good. But, those, are,
1: those are good ideas. Yeah, we'll see. But I'm all about the synthesizer stuff, and, and I and it feels uh, yeah, good to be back to, at it. You know, I kind of, you know, I went through uh-huh. a long phase of like building momentum with it, and then totally losing it. Just I had all the gear, but you know, we already talked about all this in the last thing too. But you know, I just fell into this sort of depression, and I just stopped. You know, and yeah, everything just kind of collected dust for a few years. You know. Yeah. So, feels well, I good. definitely
0: want to. I want to hit on that again here in a in a moment, because um, that was the first that was the first time I'd I'd really talked about my depression on the episode, and um, and I think I think our conversation and your openness and and us just kind of talking about it in a real way, um, it really affected a lot of people in a positive way. I got a lot of really good. great feedback from that um, one. So I'm glad to hear that. I was kind of worried. I didn't want people to be like, oh, is he going to become a bummer now? But. Um, <laughs>
1: That's life, you know, life has all sorts of dynamics. (laughs) Yeah, it's part of the, and that's part of music, you know, music is very dynamic and it's part of life and sometimes life sucks, you know, so Mm -hmm. that's how it goes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's,
0: you know, it's funny. Like one of the reasons I, I wanted, it's not the only reason, but one of the reasons I wanted to do this show was I, my, I've been in a funk on and off, you know, for years now and, I it my creativity suffered for it because I, as we talked about it on our last episode, um, if I'm feeling super super down, I really it's really hard to bring myself to try to make anything. But if I have a conversation booked, you know, weeks or months in advance, um, I can't you know tell that person, hey, I'm I'm feeling depressed today. I can't I can't do this. Sure but every time like, there's you know there's been probably a handful of times more, more 10 times probably that i've been bummed out all day just sacked tired from work and telling my wife i really don't want to do this conversation at oh, all and, and then yeah. i do but 10 minutes into it i'm good and then afterwards i'm kind of buzzing from it and i and my my fog lifted that's it so yeah it's been really it's it's been really cool so i've i've kind of found a way to keep myself creatively honest and uh and it's been kind of fighting the blues when i do it so it's it's neat
1: good for you Um, that's the way to do it and that's it's what you got to do too you got to just keep yourself fucking busy enough that you don't you know you don't have time to get in your own way about shit because you know i i understand you know it doesn't take me long if i you know if i putter around too much about things yeah the next thing i know i'm just like you know looking at the ceiling going yeah whatever you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually,
0: I, I, I wrote this down. I was taking some notes as I was listening to our episode today in preparation for this. And uh, th- this is something that really stuck out. And it's something that I just really want to drive into my head. You used uh, you used 16 track tape to as a metaphor. You're saying like as just for when you go to record it, but also for life, like you don't have time to fuck around. You've got 16 tracks and a finite amount of tape. What are you going to do? You know, that's just it. like it's so badass. It's well, such a badass attitude to have about it.
1: It's the truth. You know, we really you know, we don't have a lot of time, you know, and the way I feel about life, you know, about how I've able to, have been able to turn my life around and just completely start fresh, start over, you know, with a a healed heart and a clear mind, you know, it's like wow. You know, I really don't have as much time as I wish, you know, and, mm-hmm. I'm, and really, you know, being a parent and I have such a great rapport with my daughter, you know, I want to be as present for her as possible and to show as an example of, you know, not being afraid to do things or to try things or to fall flat on your face, you know, and yeah. just do it and, you know, laugh laugh about stuff and care but laugh and pick up and move on you know it's just a moment you know and that's Mm -hmm. that's kind of how i i look at things now And, and and i don't even really get as freaked out about you know doing clinics or anything i feel so in the flow because you know i'm not getting in my way about it i'm not conceptualizing about what could go wrong or i'm not even thinking about that it's like yeah stuff can go wrong all the time you know i mean even like living out here a lot of my friends and colleagues not all of them but there was a good amount of them like are you crazy to go live out there i'm uh-huh. like well maybe but i'm not <laughs> i'm not using fear first you know i'm that's not the way that i'm going into this you know and i'm not going out here blindly either you know i'm not stupid you know i've survived this long you know i'm uh-huh. i'm going to be uh-huh. just fine out here yeah, that's something my wife has
0: always said and it's always been really, you know, something that that keeps me going cuz I I tend to I can go down I can go to the go down the rabbit hole of what if and worst case scenario and she she just says I refuse to live my life in fear and you know it's it's Amen, you know, it's sister. easier for some but yeah. Yeah, you just got to keep that in mind. And you know, the thing I wanted to talk to you about on and and to see if if you've experienced this and and how, how do you how do you get out from under the thumb of the fact that depression is very convincing? So, when I, I feel, I still feel really stuck in my job. I feel like I'm just on the brink of being able to get out of it. But I, I also feel like, when I'm really bummed out, like, the depression is, is holding me down and, and not making, like, I'm not taking any action because it has convinced me that, well, this is the way it is, you know? And uh, there's been a few times i felt like that, and then even kind of just chatted with you, you know, through, like, a, a messenger or something, and you always say something to snap me out of it, so...
1: <laughs> well, um, for me, it's the power of resonance, you know? And mm-hmm. it's like, and you have to really be careful what you manifest, and depression is a real tricky snake. It'll convince mm-hmm. you, it'll convince you, time and time again, to manifest the worst case scenario of things, even in the slightest of moments. And all depression needs, as the parasite that it is, is those little tiny slight moments to build up and to eventually bring your ass down, you know? And, you know, I constantly try to consider what am I resonating in my heart, in my personal day with myself, how I talk to people, how I talk to my kid, how I interact with my kid, how I am, whether I'm really involved when I'm around my partner or not, you know, it's like really trying to be mindful about what is is it that I'm resonating, and is it positive or not, and is it conclusive to where I want to go, you know, in my life and each you know, um, capillary of my life.
0: How do you, how do you, how do you keep that in mind? Like, I feel like I, I need to set a, like a buzzer on my phone for every hour to to kind of like send me a note that just says what you just said. You know? Maybe, like, maybe you do I, I, for
1: a while, you know. And it's like, fuck pride. You're awesome. Yeah. You know, look at all the awesome shit that you're doing. And that's just it. Be grateful about the work that you have done and when you are mm-hmm. grateful to the things that are coming to you in life and the things that you are working hard at in life when you stop and you think about gr- the gratitude of things then it's like a you know it's it's like a fluoride for depression for me <laughs> for me i'm not uh-huh, i'm yeah. not a you know i don't want anybody that listens to this th- to think that i know what i'm talking about i just know my own personal experience and, you know, let me tell you the darkness I have felt in my marrow, you know, mm-hmm, oh, mm-hmm. you know, for years, you know what I mean? And I just, you know, no, I'm not doing it no more. And I, you know, I've always been somebody that has been grateful about things and has had a positive attitude about. Everything that I can, you know, but I just find practices to be grateful and to use that as a fuel for other things, you know. And I love coming into my studio every day. I love getting up and cleaning my kitchen every day. You know, I have this awesome <laughs> kitchen uh-huh. now that I didn't used to have downtown, you know.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, I have
1: this beautiful home. I have my plants again. You know, I have a beautiful. I have to mow the grass here, and it's massive, but, you know, it's like, I get this—I get to live here, you know? And so, it's like, I just get excited about shit, you know, and just mm-hmm. figure out to, how to just continuously change the voltage, you know what I mean? Yeah, just keep uh-huh, uh-huh. putting it through the attenuator, you know what I mean? And just keep, you know, keep patching it in, patch it someplace else. If that's not working, yeah. patch it here, you know, <laughs> until I feel like I am resonating with gratitude about things i'm resonating about hopefulness and if i can you know the gratitude will give me clarity the clarity will give me hopefulness and then hopefulness helps me get shit done you know and and to be clear about what i'm doing and not go back and listen to something and go fuck well that really sucks i can't turn this in and there's times you, you know it's not always peaches and cream you know i've do things and charge people a lot of money and you know Mm -hmm. it always has to be right and so in order for it to be right i can't be depressed or in my way about shit i just gotta you know get up get it get it going let's do this you know yeah
0: yeah i i kind of i i i luckily i can i can do stuff like that with with you know the minimal amount of pressure that i feel but so I, I, have, you know, I I'll do demos. You know, companies will send me stuff, and I'll do demos for the show. But yeah, sometimes it's re- it's really hard for me because I feel like, okay, well, this just isn't like a representation of my ability to make a you know make a song or a patch or something. I'm also like I, I have to do this piece of equipment and this this person who made it justice. You know, so that can that can add some pressure. But luckily, I, I've been able to to thwart that off. But at, at your level, that's got to feel a little bit. I mean, you, you you'd work with Moog. That's like the one of the biggest. You know, music oh yeah, no pressure, music. huh? Yeah, you know, right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, and I got the I got the prototype. Like the evening that they showed up for, just preliminaries. You know what oh, I mean? Shit. So, oh yeah, you know. And so that's the thing is, if I'm going to be freaked out or. If I'm going to sit there and allow the fear of things control me, I would have failed at that thing, you know, or anything mm-hmm. like that. And I I do that all the time. I typically have to pull everything out of my ass in the moment because that's, you know, that's <laughs> economics. You know, everybody's trying their ass off. Don't let anybody yeah. fool you. All of these, yeah. um, and that's a, that's something that I would like to talk about is how awesome it is to see, you know, Employee-owned and operated companies like Moog, like Earthquaker Devices, like Reverb.com. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean that's that's where it's at. You know, but you know, everybody has to hold their own, and they have to wake up and have a good attitude every day with with a lot of the challenges. You know, and yeah. you know, and shortcomings and mistakes and you know, you know, unpaid bills. You know, there's all sorts of shit that goes on that you just if you freak out about it. You are going to, you're going to miss your opportunity to resonate the good of it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, you just go head on, you know what I mean? Just go into it, and, you know, and, and when that thing showed up, you know, just like, I know that they were going to be here in a couple hours, and I know that I, I looked like a soccer mom when they first showed <laughs> up. You know, I had my hair up in a bun and a sweatshirt uh-huh. on, and, you know, but I, instead of, like, worrying about how clean my house was or how pretty I looked... I got in here and I plugged that synth in, and as soon as I pressed my fingers down and twirled that stereo filter, I was—I couldn't wipe the smile off my face uh-huh. <laughs> and the sparkle in my eyes, and just feel inspired about we're going to get into something, you know, we're going to make this thing kill, you know, we're yeah. going—this is going to be so much fun, and and that that having them come out to my home was really a beautiful experience and and it's much more than just, you know, getting the opportunity to represent them and you know, play this awesome new instrument that, you know, they you know, they put a lot into those instruments and they go out on a limb. They could totally lose their ass, you know, it, maybe it doesn't work, you know, but right, it, they right, make it yeah. happen. They make it they have enough in working with, I mean, there was 5 of them that came out here. And Every one of them. That's awesome. Every one of them were so full of clarity and inspiration and so motivated. And they were here the next morning. They were like, can we come early? I was like, come as early as you like. I'll be up. I'll be up blasting cassettes in my bathroom, you know, putting my (laughs) face on, you know. When you guys guys come here, let's do it, you know. And so... That's so cool. They were here at sunup, you know, to take, you know... You know, photos of the area and stuff, and we pulled out all the stops. It was a blast, you know. So the music, the music and technical aspect of it was very easy. As a result,
0: you know. Well, and, yeah, and then it sounds like you know, even from the the experience that I've had, uh, the the human connection that you get when you when you like somebody's excited about the thing that they they made, and then you're excited about. Playing the thing they made, and you're both excited about getting other people excited about it. Like there's there's that's a special little bond you can get with people. It's it's kind of weird, but it, it's it just it feels good.
1: Um, it does feel good. And I wanted to I wanted them to come here and and know that I'm we're here to get things done. You know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of money being spent. Um, you know, people's time is people's time is very precious. You know, and I wanted to, you know, I wanted everything to be, my studio was working properly, you know, everything, you know, no matter what, I'm not intimidated by any musical or technological thing. I'm just not, I'm not going to do it. I've been doing it, I've just been doing this too long, you know, bring it Mm -hmm. on, is what I say. So, you know, and really, as soon as I got to sit down with it, and it was an early prototype, it wasn't totally, like, the very first one that they sent wasn't totally working, and, you know, and instead of being like, oh, this doesn't work all the way, you know, I didn't even, I was like, we're going to make a great video with this. And they're like, well, we're going to send, we're going to have one delivered tomorrow by the time we're ready to shoot. And I'm like, oh, okay, fine. Sweet. Wonderful. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, like, but I wanted to let them know, because they knew that they sent an old prototype that wasn't totally working. And I'm sure part of them uh-huh. was like, well, you know, she's going to be disappointed or stressed or bummed out. I'm like, nope, listen to this. And... We're going to so kill cool. this is what we're going to do. We're going to have a blast. <laughs> we guys are out in so, the country. We're going to build a bonfire. We're, I've got a crock pot full of food. you know. <laughs> I got organic coffee on the brew. I'm ready to roll. Let's do this. Shit. You know and if we get burned out, we just walk right outside the studio and there's nothing but trees and, and, and wildlife, you know so
0: That's so cool. No it's reason eating. to be
1: bummed.
2: Yeah.
0: So sorry to interrupt this amazing conversation. We're going to get right back into it. But I want to tell you a little bit about a charity that I've been working with. And I would like uh, you guys to consider helping out. It's, uh, it's a local charity here in Seattle. It's a grassroots operation to help um, homeless women get uh, essential products that they need. Um, so take a listen to this really quick.
1: One Man Tampons is on a mission to ensure all people have access to hygiene products, including tampons, maxi pads, sanitary wipes, and other monthly essentials. Teens, women, trans males, and gender non-binary people make up half the human population. They all menstruate, but not everyone can afford the products they need for proper health care. That's
2: where we all can help, and yes, we're also talking about you,
0: men. Wait, who, me? Men are typically fearless on most every front, except one, buying tampons, maxi pads, or other feminine hygiene products in a store. Why is this? If someone catches you purchasing such items, their first and only thought should be, there's a man who's taking care of someone he loves, be it his wife, daughter, sister, mother, neighbor, or friend in need, but instead there is an embarrassment, and this needs to change. So what can you do right now? Face your fears, march into the nearest store, proudly buy a stack of new tampons and or maxi pads, and bring them to your nearest 1 million tampons drop off location.
1: Everyone with the ability to add at least one box of hygiene products to their grocery cart can make a huge difference in dozens of people's lives. It's that simple. You can also check out our wish list, buy online, and send your generous donation directly to us.
0: If you're not in the Seattle area, go to 1milliontampons.com to learn how you can help. So yeah, I hope you could help out with that. Um, another way you could help out the show and one million tampons at the same time is donate to my Patreon. Um, I am going to be giving ten percent of my monthly earnings to uh, the one million tampons cause. So yeah, let's all let's all join forces and and help help out uh, these women in need and help break the stigma of a natural bodily function that without none of us would exist. We're going to continue our chat with Lisa Belladonna, but let's uh, let's check out one more demo. This one is uh, pretty fun. I'm very proud of it. All right, let's do a quick and dirty uh, demo of this ChronoBlob 2, the stereo mode again. We, we talked about that earlier in the episode, but I'll I want to play some some speaking, like a conversation through it. So I got uh, episode 24 of Podular Modcast with uh, Ben Divkid-Wilson, because who doesn't love listening to Ben talk? Let's hear what it sounds like going through some crazy delay. So the the stereo delay, two outputs, and you've got an input for each one of those outputs as far as time goes. So I've got a Maths Channel 1 going into the right channel, and I've got the attenuator all the way to the right, so it's doing uh, multiplication. And then I've got the Maths Channel 4 going into the left, and I've got the attenuator for that all the way to the left, and that's going to be doing some time division. So let's hear what the difference is between that. Let's. Let's push play on this here podcast. I don't know. I think Ben's talking about playing live or something. Modules
2: have a ton of control. And so there's a like, the well, dry signal. You hear that one on a system. We're we'll bringing this left channel in. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. maybe live that is yeah. the option, So I've got a pretty quick not, division we'll going on that. So it's almost getting change. like a phasing sound. And, we'll right so
0: <laughs> and now we'll bring the right channel in, which is much slower.
2: And then let's see what they're like together. Okay, so
0: that's pretty interesting. Now, I'm just going to kind of go crazy and start messing with this thing manually. Right now, it's in the smooth delay mode, so when I switch that to the tape delay, you're going to hear those math sig- uh, signals really start doing some crazy pitch-shifting stuff. I'm going to plug CV in and out. I'm going to use the Louvre. I'm just going kind of, um, to kind of improvise on this thing right now, because... That's what's really cool about this chronoblob. You can do that, and it sounds cool. So I'm going in with no real plan, but I just want to show you how cool this sounds. Let's check it out.
2: yeah, it is <laughs> the same pattern. It's the techno. I know what I'm going to get alright, minimal techno, it's a different kind of thing, but, and it's subtle because they're long, evolving transitional changes with what he's doing. But, so you don't get the same kick Yeah. So, still, We cocked off,
0: we cocked off, Yeah, cocked yeah. off. I, I don't know why I'm, I'm sorry. I, I think I, I got into my... ...to live and uh, I wanted to bring a, a synth and a guitar with me to play live. And, I, just, I really started realizing that. I, I, really, I, really, I really started and in the middle. And I'm finding yeah. that sending maybe sending uh, the same sound to two different effects change a character or something like that. But I feel like we are we're (laughs) definitely Really, really big <laughs> like it's it's
2: passive. passive, and like you said, it's literally two inputs. I don't know if it's the same I just wired it up. This will be the same thing. Oh, it's step 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 step. Step at, step. Step. Yeah, yeah, it's totally yeah. different. I know, I think that's... Yeah. Crossfade, but I could crossfade between yeah, gate... Really, yes. yep, that's right. what yeah, that's what I... use. that's what I... The studios, which is kind of 99% of my use of this stuff, that switch is useful bro. and it's fun on the fly, but I don't really need it to be there right. because it's. I've got the freedom of the studio, I can layer stuff up. I've maybe got enough modules to not need to do it mm-hmm. compared to what I'd take out live and put the
0: We'll we'll slowly dig ourselves out of this live performance
1: radical.
0: hole. Wasn't that fun? Go to allrightdevices.com to learn more about the Colonel Blob Two. Speaking of people giving you stuff, I think um, my buddy Greg Markle from Recovery Effects has sent you or is going to send yes, you. Yes, he
1: has. Just, yeah. yeah. Yes. Nice. You know, and yeah, as he's a been me- working
0: really hard. Yeah,
1: he's amazing. He sent me a beautiful package. I'm extremely grateful. Um, and uh, of records and uh, CDs and this amazing uh, little modular system of his awesome developments. And um, yeah and i'm just actually now starting to get into it um, unfortunately in transit some of the things came disconnected in the back but just as of a couple of days ago i took it all apart and went over everything and checked it out and it's um now it's 100% so i'm getting the chance to really you know get into it now
0: awesome Yeah, Um, and yeah. Since we've, so I don't know if you like how much I've I've talked about Greg with you, but yeah, he's kind of he's the reason I found Earthquaker, which is the reason I found you. I see, and uh, Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wonderful guy. Thank you. Hi, Greg.
1: Thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) Recovery Um, effects rules.
0: Yeah, it's it's been it's been cool being close friends with him and, and watching his development. Um, but let's so so we we were talking about synths. Oh yeah. Got, and then we got real. But I'm glad we got real cuz that was that was awesome. That's the kind of that's kind of shit
1: I want to talk about more well, often. Well, that's how you're able show. to get to the synths. You got to get yeah, real, right? man. <laughs> Especially with all this so, gear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get really So content.
0: I was going to ask about cuz this new album um, uh, Circulus is yes. is very synthy. And I was, and that's the first thing that I thought as I was listening. I got a few minutes in it, and I was like, "I was like, oh, Lisa's in synth mode right now. <laughs> like yeah. you, you always have synths on your stuff, but I was like, you're synthing out. And, oh yeah. Um, and you kind of explained that earlier. That's just kind of where your headspace is at. Um, but I, I was curious when I started thinking that and started thinking about Omni Presence versus Endless Roads, and it all sounds like you, but it has it has real variation in it, and with your you know, seemingly limitless ability at playing just about any instrument. How what dictates what you what the feel of the next project's gonna be? Is it is it conscious or does it just kind of like is it a feeling? I'm I'm just really curious about how you decide what you're gonna do next.
1: It's both. Um you know, mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you, I was actually all through the late winter coming up, I wanted to do a release in April of this album that I had been working on. Um, that that I've hoped to still get out there at some point, but um, one side of it was basically like true Baroque music. You know, I wrote mm-hmm. a uh, Passacaglia and Fugue, and then like basically a Cantata and Fugue, like 16 minutes, and all yeah. on modular synthesizers. So, and that was a, <laughs> a beautiful experience to do that again, to kind of dig out some of those chops and really like okay can i still do this stuff and (laughs) it turned together really it turned out really beautiful but i and then like the second side of it is like totally like you know easy wider one and a quarter berlin school you know basically the (laughs) same instruments that is on the first baroque side but it's the way tripped out side and Mm -hmm. but long story short on that is i just like got so close to it and i was trying to mix it and i'm like okay I don't want to rush this mix. I don't like the mix that I've done, so I'm going to... And I had like the mastering engineer paid, ready to do it and everything. And I was like, nope, I'm going to wait. So, unfortunately, that has to wait a little bit. And what happened with Circulus was just, you know, the weather was getting nice here, and it was getting warm, and, you know, the trees have really started to... To bloom and the flowers and everything and I was like you know I really want to just like set up outside and mm-hmm. I have this really awesome big deck it's just like a, there's a sliding door right in front of me where I'm sitting in the studio <laughs> and I can just open it up and just you know set up a you know do a setup out there and uh, mm-hmm. and I wanted to do something that was like again I kind of wanted to do something a little bit streamlined with what I was using and so I come up with a you know, a, t- a cute little setup of uh, basically, you know, the Mo Grandmothers, um, the Mother Thirty Two, the DFAM, um, the Melatrons, um, the Earthquaker Devices rig. I wanted everything to have Earthquaker Devices on it, and mm-hmm. um, and then a CL organ. I stuck that in there just for just for fun. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then I had a couple of reel-to-reels of stuff where I did things with the matriarch on it and had that already okay. ready to roll, and I had some other type of sounds, and then I also set up some chimes outside, and then I also had mics, microphones set out outside with me that if the train was come by or if any of the birds or anything that were coming by and hanging out, I could just pull up a fader and record those, too.
0: I was gonna ask about the birds, so yeah, so all the nature sounds were right there with you.
1: Oh yeah, I've been taking oh, full that's advantage great. of that. Mm-hmm. So that's great. yeah, I just basically, you know, spent most of the day kind of pre-production for that record, and by I would say three p.m., everything was you know programmed, like you know I had all my basic synths for the first song dialed up. I had created a loop. Of the first song with um, mm-hmm. the D-Fam and a little djembe that I just kind of hit an accent with. And I just stuck it together on a reel and, you know, taped it, put up a mic stand. That's the drum loop. And did the first track. And then did a couple overdubs. And and then stopped. Had a cup of coffee. Took a walk around. You know, all my gear is still outside. It's awesome. <laughs> you know, and took a little walk. Went and checked the mail. It's like a no. About a mile walk to check the mail, and came back and was thinking about the next piece. There were some ideas that I had, you know, in my head, and so I just programmed the synths again, made some new sequences, and then I did Storm Watcher, and then after that, I, by that time, uh, I made my daughter and partner, my boyfriend, dinner, and. uh and then I went out and did my personal favorite song on the album which is uh, Kanawha Falls, West Virginia is the name of it. Mm-hmm. And I kind of was just sitting there watching the evening. It was so beautiful. And um, is that the one that, I know, okay, so it's two or three, sorry to interrupt
0: you, but is that the one that kind of like really, kind of like has a nice soft landing and gets pretty pretty chill at the end? <sighs> Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, they both do, but that one's super chill at the end. Okay. Yeah. yeah. One
0: of them, like, really was like, oh, wow, this one landing in a really cool way.
1: Opens with some really dramatic old Mellotron, vintage Mellotron, and mm-hmm. then just kind of goes into this beautiful space, you know, kind of like a, a water mill or something like that, which is a big part of what influenced that piece is um, during my time in Kanawha Hills.
0: Okay. So when you so you you take this all to tape, and then when you once it's committed to tape, do you do you fuck with like t- tape speed as you like record it digitally to like for the like the mix and master? Oh yeah, innovative? of course. Okay, I I was wondering if that's how you were. There were some really really cool warbles at really interesting spots that I was like, that sounds like she might have like just grabbed the tape and like, <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I do that all the time, you know. Or I yeah. I like to do um you know sometimes um i like to print with dbx and then take it off and mm-hmm. on the playback on certain certain channels and then then really super post filter that so a synthesizer that's been already super processed to tape i think sounds really unique and just gives you more mileage of different you know circulation of sounds you mm. know with limited stuff and that's kind of what that album is for me is just like okay I just want to do something in one day. I don't want to have to like. I wanted to do a complete contrast of my winter time, you know, classical album because I was really enjoying that. You know, it was like it was super snowy when I did that record. I was doing everything track by track, and I did a bunch of MIDI stuff to modular on that classical record I was telling you about. And Uh that was something I haven't done for a long time, and it was really fun.
0: I'm looking forward to hearing that too. that sounds like a really interesting idea yeah and uh it's funny the, to bring up the um the uh the weather influencing you i i've I've been working on a record for a little bit and and I just finished it, but I had in my mind finished it and then we had uh our Seattle snow apocalypse oh yeah and and i we couldn't go to work, so I'm like sitting here on like a Monday or Tuesday and we can't go to work and I'm looking outside I'm like i I have to make a patch to to like represent what I'm looking at. And I ended up, I ended up making like, um, I think three different pieces that are all kind of going to be like a, like a trilogy for the, for the record. That's not on this, that's
1: not on this new record you just gave me, right?
0: Yeah. It is on this record. The opening. Yeah. There's the opening track is, is one of those. It It was was just, yeah. So I'm, it just totally looked it. That's what I felt like it sounded like, like the way it looked outside. I tried to make it, that's Perfect. What it sounded like. Oh, I can't yeah, wait to a- listen.
1: I was listening to it. I was, yeah, I was just hearing it. I was, I was making dinner right before our interview here, but I'll give it a good listen. Absolutely, yeah, I'm excited I about for- it. I-
0: I sent it to you before I started listening to your new record today, and after I started listening to your new record, I was like, "I'm glad I sent it to her before." Because if
1: if I stop, I I (laughs) wouldn't Stop
0: that. (laughs) Um, Well, geez, we uh, are—we're already like almost at an hour. I know
1: Um, we're gabba—we're gabbasauruses.
0: So this PodModBoz is where our conversation concludes. Lisa didn't have time to get to recording a patch challenge, um, so we didn't get to do a sign-off. She, she had to go cook dinner for her family. Uh, that's, that's just the life of a country girl and a very, very, very busy musician who has a lot of irons in the fire. I can't thank Lisa enough for coming on the show and just going through and editing that episode and, and getting to actually listen to it. Um, you know, having the conversation is one thing, but to, to get to listen to it again, it's just, she's got so much good advice. So again, if you're feeling down, like just, she's listen, to take, take, take to heart what she has to say, you know, you gotta be tough with it. There's some agency with overcoming the, uh, the, the powers of depression, you know, like that's, that's the bad thing. It's you, you don't, you don't have the energy to work, to feel better, but you know, I, I hate the whole like, you know, suck it up, buttercup type thing, you know, because that's that's not useful. But but there is there is something that you you have to take some action to do it. And and like I said, I was doing that little uh, gratitude journal, which I know sounds wooey, but I, I do challenge you to try that. Um, in lieu of a patch challenge, we are going to play an exclusive Lisa Belladonna track that you can't hear anywhere else. It's going to be released on an album uh, this June, but the song is called Remember I Love You. So please enjoy this and also check out All Right Devices, ChronoBlog 2, Omi Industries, Iliana, Super Fun Module, and uh, Recovery Effects, AI Synthesis, all of our past sponsors, Patchworks.com. Don't forget to check out 1 Million Tampons to help out a good cause and uh, the Patreon. would love some help there. Uh, but yeah, remember, I love you by Lisa Belladonna. And remember, Pod Mod Pods, I love you. Thank you for listening. Until next week.